Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Austin Bechtel for Fan Headlines. Pirates were off yesterday after sweeping the Kansas City Royals. And take a short trip to St. Louis. The Cardinals tonight, first of a three-game series to begin the month of September as Mitch Keller will take them out opposite Dakota Hudson at 8.15. The North Shore Tavern leadoff show it on the fan right here at 7. Pitt against Wofford on Saturday. WVU, Penn State, and Happy Valley. Let's talk college football next. Fan early morning show coming up. For more fan headlines, 937thefan.com. I woke up this morning and there was just a chill in the air when I walked outside walked to my car, got ready for the day. It was not the typical 70-degree morning that I've been used to. Mid-50s, it was a little bit chilly outside. Just a little chilly as football weather is in the air. We begin the month of September, September 1st. Cue up your earth, wind, and fire. September is finally here in the start of football season. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. College football games began last week. Notre Dame played. A couple other significant games were played as well. But a lot of under-the-radar type of matchups. To the point where this week, though, is where it all begins. College football is back in full force. Pitt is hosting Wofford at 3.30. You can hear that game right here on 93.7 The Fan. There are so many intriguing matchups to look at. Colorado TCU. Welcome to Colorado, Mr. Deion Sanders. Your 20.5-point underdogs on the road at TCU, who was in the College Football Playoff National Championship game last year. That'll be fun. Virginia. ACC matchup against SEC Tennessee. Tennessee 12th in the country. They're 27.5 point dogs. The Cavaliers are. Ole Miss plays Mercer. Mercer, one of the best teams to ever play in the the SEC. It seems like Mercer might be an SEC school, right? They play Ole Miss. They play Alabama. They play Auburn. They play everybody under the sun in the SEC. Cupcake game for Ole Miss. They'll be favored by a jillion. Oregon hosts Portland State. You get a lot of these cupcake games in week one. But you also get the occasional Big Ten matchup. Ohio State, who we still don't really know who their quarterback's going to be, on the road against Indiana. They're 30-point favorites. Georgia hosts Tennessee Martin. Congratulations on winning by 50. Nevada's at USC. USC played last week. Caleb Williams, can he go back-to-back Heisman? It seems like the Arizona Cardinals are already tanking for him. But no matchups between really any ranked opponents 
this week. And I mean, that that's okay. You don't really get it that often. But the best matchup on my ledger is West Virginia Penn State. It's been an uproar on this station. It's been discussed so much. WVU, Penn State, Pitt, expectations for these teams. And I want to give you mine. Starting with the Panthers. Man, I trust Pat Narduzzi. I like what he has built. There is just some sustained success that you didn't see in previous campaigns with the Panthers. And Narduzzi has been that stabilizing force. He has been a very colorful character in the media, delivering multiple types of answers, including his thoughts on the Nittany Lions. And Pat Narduzzi basically said, hey, let's go. Let's play. Let's play Penn State. They'll be playing against West Virginia tomorrow in Nittanyville, in Happy Valley. But Pat Narduzzi, he wants his own crack too. We had a host on, we had a host on this station say this week that the reason why those two teams play and Pitt and Penn State don't play is because Penn State is afraid to play Pitt. You think there's any truth to that? You'd have to ask James Franklin that. I don't know. I would think you'd have to ask him that. Do you think he has the call, that he makes the call on the, the rivalry? I believe so. Well, he's got a lot of Akron's on his schedule the last time I checked with what, him. Pat, what if it was your call? My call is let's go. That's a, you know, we've known that. We've called. We've asked. You know. Has it gotten to a point where uh, you don't you know, even Pat ask? Kraft, the new AD, the new AD maybe you know can maybe get it done. But, you know, I got faith in Pat Kraft, the new AD. So maybe do you know him? Yeah, I do know Pat. He's a great guy. So you're not at a point where you're like so frustrated by by the indifference on that end that you feel like giving up. You're still kind of banging the drum trying to make it happen, Pat. Yeah, I mean, but these schedules are built out six, seven years, so it's going to be a while. You know, I don't know if I'll, you know, I'll be retired in ten years, twenty years. Cause I'll be eighty years old. Oh, jeez. You know. The scheduling thing is a little bit of an issue, obviously, just by how non-conference games are scheduled so far down the line. And it's really an opportunity for Pitt, an opportunity for Penn State State to showcase on the national stage against West Virginia, 7.30 game, NBC. And that was a game that was scheduled 10 years ago. All the way back to 2013, this game was officially on the books to be taking place. I mean, it was taking so long for this game to finally materialize. And it'll be played next season at WVU, the WVU-Penn State matchup. But that's neither here nor there at this point. I want to get into my predictions for Pitt, my predictions for Penn State, and a little bit for WVU. The Panthers. Coming off of an ACC championship two years ago with Kenny Pickett, first-round draft pick. Servasier Dennis is now in the NFL for the Panthers, as well as Kalijah Cansey. Cansey on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The schedule is absolutely brutal for Pitt this year. Brutal. And that includes non-conference, and that includes the conference schedule, but there's a couple good parts of it that help. Just to narrow down the list, you start with Wofford. Should be an easy win. Cincinnati, a program that was in the college football playoff a couple of years ago, but is now in transition mode. At West Virginia, I guess this is going to be a difficult game for Pitt. 
It really is. I mean, at WVU, that environment, the good thing is that it's the third game of the year for Pitt. If this game was the first game of the year again, like last year's backyard brawl, I would have severe questions because there's no preseason in college football. You don't know what you're going to get. And that was on full display with Keaton Slovis in his first season with the Panthers' first and only season after saw how everything materialized in the middle of the year and how bad it became, really after only two games. But you saw the pit came out flat. And West Virginia had a great shot to win it because of that. But now Pitt in week three will face off against the Mountaineers a little bit later on. That could be to their benefit. But the home schedule, too, is brutal. Just the entire schedule is difficult. you got to face off against North Carolina on September 23rd. The Tar Heels are ranked 21st in the country. Drake May could be a consensus top five NFL draft pick. He probably will. The quarterback... For the Tar Heels, who is on a lot of teams' radars. Then you got to go to Virginia Tech, which is a very difficult environment to play. Louisville at home, should be a good win. At Florida State, should be a win. Or at Wake Forest, I should say, should be a win. And then Murderer's Row at Notre Dame and home against Florida State. The expectations are surrounding Florida State, ACC championship, maybe even college football playoff for a program ranked 5th in the country. Notre Dame is Notre Dame, 13th overall in the AP poll. Pitt's got to go there. And then after those two games, back-to-back, which are so difficult, Pitt's at Syracuse, and that game's at Yankee Stadium, hosting Boston College on Thursday night, on Thursday night, and then at Duke to close out November. So for me, I see 8-4. and four. You know, I could see 9-3, and three, but the schedule's brutal. Phil Dracovic adds a veteran stability with two playmaking wide receivers, Bob Means, as well as Karante Mumfield, to make the offense better than last year. Rodney Hammond, he's in, he's in line for a breakout year. Israel Abanacanda is no longer here, drafted by the New York Jets, and unfortunately, he's like third or fourth on their depth chart. Brees Hall, they signed Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter. There's so many running backs playing for the Jets right now, better, good, quality, capable backs, facing North Carolina and Florida State, it's a plus for Pitt. Pitt's going to get one of those two games. I could see it being Florida State. I think the writing is on the wall. The Panthers will have a major, major conference victory at home. And I think it's going to be Florida State. Remember when Kenny Pickett went into Heinz Field late in the year, and knocked off Miami's playoff hopes. Yeah, I think the case could be the same with Florida State. And that'll be the signature win that'll put Pitt right there again. in the top, Right around the top 25. Notre Dame, I don't think, I don't know how much of a shot there is that Pitt wins that game. Narduzzi's team's going to put up a good fight. But at Notre Dame, I was there last year for a Notre Dame-Boston college game. It is a tough place to play. It's a unique environment there. The Syracuse game is not going to be easy. Being played at Yankee Stadium, neutral site game. The lore and the luster of Yankee Stadium is going to be pretty cool. And then there's that, what's that it game? What game could get away from Pitt? I think it's that Virginia Tech game, potentially. Or even at Duke. 
more so Virginia Tech because it's a middle-of-the-year type of game instead of at Duke because at the very end of the year, I think Narduzzi will have everything squared away with the team and there'll be a lot more stability at the end where they're not going to lose a game to Duke. But I like the young secondary a lot. MJ Devonshire returns to man the secondary. There's a ton of key players in the back end that are really starting to come into their own. And there's some young players that could emerge on the defensive line. We think about some of the players like Elliot Donald, Nakai Johnson, Dorian Ford in that recruiting class, Ford now playing on the offensive line. John Fitzsimmons is there now to pair with some of the guys like Hayes. Some of the younger guys learning from Danielson, TJ guy. Hopefully he doesn't bang his helmet up against his head too much. But Narduzzi continues to prove others wrong. I could see him do it again. It's the first year without the Coastal Division. No more divisions. Out the window. Goodbye. It's not going to be like when Pitt faced off against Wake Forest. Kenny Pickett, ACC Championship, big slide. How lights out Pitt's defense played. The running game was on full display. And for me, Narduzzi is going to continue to drive the bus. He's going to be the catalyst for this team. But the schedule is so, so difficult. To the point where it's probably the most difficult schedule since Pitts had a Clemson on the schedule or something like that. But Florida State is, if you would buy many, to be in similar lights as Clemson this year and a potential college football playoff team. Notre Dame is always in those conversations. North Carolina has a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. West Virginia is on the road. Syracuse is a Yankee Stadium, and I don't think that should be taken lightly. I think Pitt will still win the game. But it'll be a difficult environment against a Syracuse team that you know, isn't very good, but still could give Pitt a run for their money in the neutral site game. And would it be that much better in the Carrier Dome? I don't know. Pitt's usually had decent success there. Boston College should be a good win for Pitt. But again, it's on a Thursday night. It's a lot of odd circumstances for the Panthers in the schedule this year. Now it's on to Penn State. The Nittany Lions, 20.5-point favorites against West Virginia. I'll be there tomorrow. So stoked, so excited for that. It's the Drew Aller show for Penn State. And something that's just been so asinine for me. I, I I just don't I don't get it. And it's just stupid by the NCAA to not mandate this. James Franklin has not released a two deep. He hasn't released one. So in spite, West Virginia has done the same. Rather, not done the same. We don't know who the two deep is for West Virginia and Penn State. It's absolutely ridiculous. Everybody in the country knows Drew Aller is going to start for the Nittany Lions. A little bit more questions on the West Virginia side. But you know it's going to be Aller. You know that the ball is going to be handed off to Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. Theo Johnson at tight end. A defensive core led by sophomore Abdul Carter. And Penn State's got a hell of a lot of sophomore talent between Abdul Carter Singleton and Allen are both sophomores. Drew Aller is going to be a sophomore this year. Aller learning from Sean Clifford. Clifford, the big red dog, who was around for pretty much an entire decade as the Penn State quarterback. He's moved off to greater things in the NFL. Mid-round pick with the Green Bay Packers. This is the the year for Penn State. 
next year too, but this is a huge make-or-break year for James Franklin. Pat Narduzzi said, call up James Franklin. Call him up. We've called. We've asked. We want the game to be played. The game should be played. But instead, Penn State's playing West Virginia to begin the year. First game of the year. I could see, I believe, that it'll be a one-possession game going into the fourth quarter against the Mountaineers. And that's just not blind faith in West Virginia. That's week one needing preseason reps. And that's why I think that the Steelers, when you say, oh, well, should Kenny Pickett play? Should Cam Hayward play? Should TJ Watt play? Yeah, a couple series. I think that could be beneficial to college players too. You're going up against your fellow teammates in practices. It is difficult, and we've seen it. That's why SEC schools schedule Mercer, schedule Florida A&M, come up with any other. Delaware, Penn State will play Delaware week two. You have West Virginia, should be a win. I still think it'll be a win by 21 points, but it will be a one-possession game going to the fourth. Delaware, Illinois, and then Iowa in the whiteout before facing Northwestern, a program in shambles. UMass. I mean, that's after week seven. The schedule doesn't heat up for Penn State until you get to week eight. At Ohio State. And that is going to be the game that I think Penn State loses. I don't know what Ohio State and Ryan Day are going to do at quarterback, but they got some guy named Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to be the second pick overall in the draft. The Cardinals are tanking. Houston sucks. It's going to be the number one pick, the Arizona Cardinals, taking Caleb Williams. And they have Houston's pick, which will probably be Marvin Harrison Jr., and you'll be able to pair with Caleb Williams, which is kind of exciting to see who's going to be throwing the ball. I still don't really know. Indiana on the 28th of October to end October at Maryland. Trap game for Penn State. It's going to be a little bit difficult, but the Nittany Lions should win it. And then Michigan. Big noon kickoff. November 11th. I can't wait for this one. If it was not for TV rights, it would be a prime time game. The game that everybody's watching, but big, uh, whatever. If Penn State wins that game and plays very competitively and loses to Ohio State, Penn State will be more than likely in the Big Ten Championship. And then you face off against a Minnesota, a Wisconsin, If Penn State wins the East, they will win the Big Ten. And that's the same case for Michigan, who's won it in back-to-back years, and for Ohio State. And then it's Rutgers, and then at Michigan State. That game being played in Detroit, neutral site game, at the Lions Stadium between Michigan State and Penn State. Man, I see 11-1. I don't know if the playoffs is that much of a reality, a lot of it, a lot of analysts are picking Penn State to go to the playoffs and it's saying that this is just such a big year for James Franklin. This is the time that when you strike. Jim Harbaugh, there's been controversy over the suspension. I think it's a three-game suspension to begin the year. It was supposed to be NCAA imposed. Now it's self-imposed by Michigan. Ohio State, not as much talent there. Still hell of a lot of talent, but not as much talent there as years past. This is the year for Penn State to make moves. It was the Rose Bowl last year. You're moving on to Drew Aller. Big time, four-star, five-star recruit. The offensive line, Olaf Ashanu returns at left tackle. He'll be a top-five pick. There's so much to like for this Nittany Lions squad. I just want to see Pitt go up against them so badly. So badly. West Virginia, 5-7. and seven. There's not much that Neil Brown really can do with this West Virginia team. I mean, it's... 
going to be difficult. You got to go up against Penn State. You're not going to win that game week one to begin the year unless you get them on a little bit of a trap game because it's week one. Pitt, still think Pitt wins that game, but it's going to be close. Oklahoma State, UCF has played tight. They're in the Big 12. BYU, welcome to the Big 12. Oklahoma, that's never easy. Baylor, they got to go up against TCU on September 30th. Yeah, they were just in the national championship game. West Virginia should beat Duquesne, I would hope so. Texas Tech? Probably, maybe, at home. At Houston? That could be a difficult game. UCF? Cincinnati? It's not going to be easy for West Virginia. 5-7 and seven might be a little bit optimistic. But that game will be on NBC, WVU, Penn State. This Saturday, 7.30, Pitt-Wofford, 3.30. Penn State is going to be the best team in the state. Pitt's going to be second. Pitt is going to be in a decent bowl. Maybe the Penn Strike Bowl game game again. I hope not because they're playing at Yankee Stadium already. Plus the Penn Strike Bowl has just gotten so stale. I'd like to see the Sun Bowl was a decent bowl for Pitt. But I want to see it taken to the next level. And I just don't know if that's going to be the case with how everything is shaping out in the schedule. It's so hard having to play Notre Dame and Florida State back-to-back. And I don't know if Pickett's one of those games. I hope so, but I I don't think. And then for Penn State, if you win one of the Ohio State-Michigan games and the other one is close, if I'm Penn State, I want to beat Michigan at home and then make sure Ohio State is close, I think you're knocking down the door of the playoffs. Because if you win the Big Ten, you're in the playoffs. You're in. And for West Virginia, it's tough times continuing to be ahead. Coming up next, former Pitt quarterback, Kenny Pickett, a star in the making, so says multiple NFL analysts. Who's next to jump on the hype train? We'll tell you next. Fan only morning show. I'm Austin Beck till 9 through 10. The fan. the Paul Zeiss Show. I love it. A little Zeiss in the morning. It is the first day of September. Oh, nice. It oh, is. shoot. Did you know that, Crowley? No, I didn't know it's the first day of September. And it means it's football. Officially football. I don't mean to hijack your segment. No, you're good. This song just got me jacked up. Oh, I'm so excited. I listened to it three times this morning. On my way in. And partly... Because, you know, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire, meant to get you excited and very happy. Something that got me very excited and very happy was listening to Kyle Brandt. Kyle Brandt is on Good Morning Football. You've probably heard of him. He was talking about our good pal, Kenny Pickett. And who are the top breakout candidates in the NFL this season? Well... Guess who's number one? The number one breakout player in the NFL for the 2023 season. Kenny Pickett. Hey! hey, I'm going Kenny Pickett. I'm going quarterback Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett is going to have the season where we're like, oh, snap. 19 teams passed on Kenny Pickett, and they let the Steelers get him at number 20. He's been great in the preseason. He finished last year so well. I feel like everyone was sort of overlooking the Steelers at the end because they were so far back, and then they started rattling off win after win after win. 
And after a rough start to his career, Kenny Pickett settled down and won big game after big game in the fourth quarter. He had multiple game-winning plays, game-winning passes, and you look at that offense around him. Such youth. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens on yep. the outside. Friar Muth at tight end. Yep. And you've got Najee and now this Jalen Warren, who is another great running back behind him. And they played in the preseason, and we got a glimpse. All five drives in the preseason, Kenny Pickett scored touchdowns. Kenny Pickett is going to have a breakout year. And by breakout year, am I saying he's going to be an all-pro? It's not entirely impossible, but I'm saying he's going to be a guy that we're talking about as one of those young quarterbacks in the same conversation as Trevor Lawrence, same conversation as Justin Fields, same conversation as whoever else you want who's under the age of 30. I think that this young man is the QB1 for the Pittsburgh Steelers and is going to give the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns hell this season. Well, that'll make you want to run through a brick wall, huh? I mean... Peter Schrager has talked. He's well connected, well respected throughout the NFL. Talks to a lot of executives, GMs, and I'm sure that if he's saying this, that's probably the thought process of a lot of people throughout the league as well. Kenny Pickett is on the doorstep. Perfect passer rating, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 200 yards in the preseason in three games, and five drives and five touchdowns. We can't undersell it. Did anybody else in the NFL do that? I don't think so. The way that the national media and the national narrative has continued to shift about Kenny Pickett. You know, you hear comparisons. Some people even this season have said, okay, can he be Kirk Cousins? Can he be Dak Prescott? I, I don't like those comparisons because Dak Prescott, for me, is just average. He's mid. He is one of those middle-tier quarterbacks. Maybe you put him like right at 15th overall. Those are not guys that win you playoff games. Maybe one in the playoffs. They get you out of the wild card round. They get you to the divisional. They might occasionally knock on the door of a conference championship. But Dallas is not going to win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Let's not kid ourselves. Unless they continue to just surround him with all kind of weapons. And it would have been the best chance for Dallas to do so a couple of years ago. They've had those weapons. They're gone. When they had CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, both Zeke Elliott still in his prime, and Tony Pollard. A defense with guys who were younger at the time. You had Byron Jones. You had a more healthy Leighton Van Der Esch. Jalen Smith. And now... I mean, Dallas is just, they're there. I mean, they're still going to be competitive. Look at the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. My thought of Kirk Cousins has been significantly enhanced because of the documentary quarterback. But is Kirk Cousins going to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. But when I hear Trevor Lawrence, a former number one overall pick, if he wasn't playing in Jacksonville, I think a lot of people would still would think a lot higher of Lawrence, but he took that incredibly bad organization that was only good one year, the year that they that Blake Bortles of all people knocked off the Steelers at home in the playoffs in the 2017 divisional where the Steelers had to score a gajillion points just to come back. Seems like a common trend in Steelers playoff games of late, that in the Cleveland playoff game disaster in 2020. That Trevor Lawrence, at least in my opinion, will blossom into a quarterback 
that is talked about right after Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and honestly, that might be it. I have a lot of faith in Lawrence. I hope the organization doesn't screw him up. But if you put Kenny Pickett in that same category, in that same class, I love what I'm hearing. Because Pickett, we see the accuracy that has continued to be just pinpoint on display, whether it be at camp this year, whether it be what we've heard from reports of just how he was working out, what Tony Rapsiope has said, his quarterback coach, his personal coach, and what we've seen from him in the preseason, throwing dimes to George Pickens, darts to Deontay Johnson, right there, right where you'd want it. And it's perfect for Pickett to be able to develop into somebody in the second year. And again, breakouts happen in the second year. It's not just something that is stated and kind of happens, and that's the hope for quarterbacks. That jump is usually there. Jalen Hurts' second year as a starter was there last year. I think the Steelers can be like the Eagles of last season. Now, I don't know about making the Super Bowl, but two elite wide receivers, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens is going to be elite. Whether you like Deontay Johnson or not, he's not going to catch zero touchdowns this year. He's making $18 million for a reason. Please don't drop the ball and move and run backwards. But he is still an explosive route runner. He's a 1,000-yard receiver. Steelers can have 2,000-yard receivers with him and Pickens this year. A serviceable tight end, Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth. A running game with a couple of different backs, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. A strong defense that begins up front. <laughs> they spent so much young draft capital on Keanu Benton and DeMarvin Leal. They paid Larry Joby. Cam Hayward's an all-pro type of player. And a good pass rush. Hassan Reddick, some of the other guys that Philadelphia has. Yeah, you have T.J. Watt, the defensive player of the year from a couple years ago. Alex Heisman just got $17 million a year. Nick Herbig potentially looks like another draft steal. And a secondary that is a little suspect. I think the Steelers' secondary is better than Philadelphia. Micah Fitzpatrick's an off-bro. Patrick Peterson will be in the Hall of Fame at one point. And Joey Porter Jr. is a young player with upside. Plus, I like Keanu Neal and Demonte Casey. I like Casey better than Neal. But they got some solid players in the back end as well. This Steeler team can make jumps, can make strides, and it begins with Kenneth Pickett. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. College football this Saturday. It's officially underway. The NFL next weekend. I'm Austin Bechtold. So excited for it. Right here on 937 The Fan. The pre-show is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 